You're listening to Dear Alice, a lifestyle approach to interior design. Hey, everybody, welcome. We're going to talk about investment pieces today. Um, Lots of questions about this topic, like which pieces do we invest in Mm -hmm. versus which pieces is it okay not to spend as much on if you're putting together a room? Yeah, there's a lot of components, obviously, to a room. So I think this is a question we've all asked ourselves. Like, I have this bucket of pennies, like, where am I going to throw them all? And how do I get the best look from the best value? Yeah, that's great. Um, So uh, today's question is um, from at JQG, and they ask, what are some things we can do to make our place look more upscale or expensive? Which pieces to invest in? Uh, I love that they asked what pieces do they buy to look more upscale or expensive. We've noticed this um, is a common thing with our in-home, like our in-home design services, which is a free service that we offer here at Alice Lane. And people will help them with the furniture on the floor and how to make it for their house. And it seems like when I talk to the girls back there, they say, everybody just wants to look successful. They're like, what do I need in order to make me look successful? And so we are going to do our best to tell you what pieces you can invest in that will help you look successful. Um, So Sue, I don't know if you have thoughts on that, like right out of the gate. We have a couple of thoughts here too. Yeah. I think one thing that we're always going to say invest in is the stuff that you come into contact with. So the things that you sit on, I think just universally, all the employees here, mm-hmm. we invest in the sofa. Mm-hmm. We invest in the things that we're really gonna, you know, like be lounging on. And again, it will look successful, but it'll also make you feel successful because when you sit in it, yeah, it feels fantastic, yeah. right? And then a lot of the other pieces that are adjacent, we talk about like maybe the side tables, that's a low. Um, but it's, I don't know, some of the case goods, we've talked about this too, that those are things like if people are gonna start thrifting or getting creative, and like kind of looking in their marketplace or antique stores, that's going to be on those case goods. Mm -hmm. Like some of those opinionated, you know, the consoles, the chests, things like that, that can give you a a funky look. Um, And to your, you were mentioning earlier, the the case good actually kind of lends a lot of the style points to a space because often your upholstery is going to be, you know, pretty simple. You're going to dress it up with great pillows. Mm -hmm. You're going to have great lamps adorning some of these other pieces, but universally your upholstery is going to be simple and your case goods are going to hold a lot of style points. So yeah, they're like the big statement earrings on both sides of the sofa. Yeah. So like the pressure to get a good case good. Yeah. But I agree. I agree about investing in the sofa. I think for some of our, um, some of the designers that work here that are really trying to pull together a look. Some of them are working on their first homes that they're owning and I'll see them invest in, in the sofa. They want a great sit. They believe in it. Also, I don't think that upholstery, you don't really want the history that comes with somebody else's upholstery. If you know what I mean, there's bodily fluids, there's skin cells, (laughs) there's lots of things that are unattractive smells. Yeah. Yeah. So you don't want all that. So leave the upholstery for other folks, unless you know that like that is a fantastic frame and it's worth rescuing. And that's such a dope occasional chair. Then you hustle that little thing on down to your local upholstery shop and have the foam ripped out and like get them some really dope fabric. (laughs) And so you're not actually coming in contact with that other person's 
stuff. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I think that certainly it's worth buying that type of upholstery, but for the big pieces, you don't really want the history that comes with other people's upholstery. So invest in those. And also it's going to make your life more comfortable because exactly. today the way furniture and fills are made, um, is, is really going to make you feel successful when you're comfortable in your furniture. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I agree on the case goods. One of the things that we see, um, Oh, like these younger stylish people that work with us do when they're thrifting and looking at antique shops and whatnot, they'll, they will invest in, um, like a piece. I've seen a few of them buy like a dresser made out of tiger oak. That was, um, we had done this parade home a few years ago and it was, it was named tiger oak because we made the Island, the kitchen islands in this, this really opinionated, super stripy tiger oak, which was big at the time, um, you know, when, more in history, which we wanted this kitchen to really feel more historical mm-hmm. and it gives it a really exotic feel. And, um, we talked about our grandparents having these tiger oak dressers and they inherited certain things from their grandparents that look really, really cool in their bedrooms. One of them has a burl wood chest. So these things add a real sophistication and an opinion to a room when you have these exotic grains that people are like, what is it? Where did it come from? So I would say, look when you're um, thrifting or when you're antique shopping for really pay attention to those grains because they're going to give you a really successful look. That's like, I'm interested in design. I know what to look for. I'm, I love the opinion that these things come with. So um, anyway, yeah, like the old tiger oak chests yep. that we were talking about, those are beautiful. We always love walnut. Yep. Anything out of walnut is gold. Um, it, it ages pretty, so the color is still going to stay really true. We were talking earlier about cherry wood. While it's a really great, strong wood, mm-hmm. it's going to discolor a little bit. Corey, you can probably speak to cherry wood as as a vintage yeah. thing. What happens to cherry over it time? Just, like absorbing sunlight, um, oh. it'll just turn yellow, it, depending on what the finish is, you know what I mean, like what stain is on it. But it'll just yellow over time um, or darken. I've, I built a cherry piece actually, uh, and I had a lamp on it and then it was like sitting next to a window. And then when I take the lamp off, you could like see like the old finish. So you could see like the sun ring around it. So Mm. that does happen. I would probably like steer away from that. Um, but like you said, it is a strong wood. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's well built. Yeah. And I think just back to that whole thing of just like looking expensive, it's the perceived value mm-hmm. of that grain. And so as you're looking for these things, like you can kind of tell if a case good is just like has a laminate sticker on it and it's not real wood. Yeah. That's not a piece that's going to make you look expensive in yeah. that space. You're looking for solid wood, right? You're looking like open up the doors, see how they function. Look at the joineries. Like, is this a good piece of furniture? And does it look the part too, obviously, and not even inside the drawers, but does it have the beautiful grain? Does it have a, a beautiful marble top, mm-hmm. you know, or what, what is it about it that you're drawn to? Like, yeah, which kind of goes back to the thing of knowing your style, mm-hmm. understanding your style and knowing what you love, because that is what's going to reflect in the room as being valuable and being expensive is because it looks like you, you love it and you're collecting all these pieces that you love that's going to kind of create this you know gallery of you mm-hmm. you know so did you know that 35% of adults report experiencing poor sleep quality let me put you onto something that is going to transform your sleep cozy earth bedding is temperature regulating people this is huge if you and your spouse do not sleep at the same temperature which most people don't i'm freezing my husband's hot This is a massive benefit and breakthrough for us when we started sleeping on Cozy Earth. 
You can both sleep on the same mattress with the same sheets and be completely comfortable. They also have a 100-night sleep trial guarantee and a 10-year warranty, which I don't know of anybody that does this. They're that confident in the product, and so am I. When I first touched Cozy Earth products, I could not believe the soft hand on it. It also almost has like a cool feel to your hand. To your um, hand, it's like slippery dolphin. Like your feet swishing around is so so addictive. I can't sleep with anything but cozy earth sheets. I'm obsessed. Um, also, you need to treat yourself to the ultimate comfort with cozy earth. I love the sleepwear. I love the sweats, and the bedding is amazing. You can prioritize your self care sleep health if you just head over to cozyearth.com and use the promo code dear alice for an exclusive 35 percent off you guys we don't have to wait for a sale you can use this anytime again the code is dear alice for an exclusive 35 percent off better sleep awaits you with cozy earth yeah that's great i think when thrifting one thing that you need to like kind of keep in mind is that the, these pieces are not like a dime a dozen, a dime a dozen. Like you can't just go out and find out. Like I'm going to go today and like find one. You just need to be patient with it. Yeah. I'm probably that opposite personality. I'm like, I want to get this room done right now. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, and so, but I have like learned that I need to like, just kind of, if I'm looking at a classified ad or I'm going to a thrift store of some kind, I kind of just need to be patient because I may not find what I'm looking for right now. Mm-hmm. And then I just... I've like taught myself to wait for the piece that like resonates with me. When I see it, I'm going to know that it's it rather than being like, I need something to fill this hole in my room. I'm going to just take this right now. You know what I mean? So you just got to be patient and uh, keep looking. One thing I'll say about vintage furniture too, is that um, the people were smaller in the olden days. When you think about your grandparents, probably all of our grandmothers were like five foot tall, yeah. right? Yep. They were all tiny, petite little things. And hormones in their milk. Or <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Thank you to hormones. I'm five, eight. <laughs> yeah. We're all like big and we're all like big and tall plus big models tall now. <laughs> yeah. So uh, what I want to say is that the furniture scaled with the size of the humans back in the vintage days. So when you are out shopping for things, you're going to see you're going to see some small things and we love using something really large. That's also going to be equivalent with feeling successful. And so you might choose for a nightstand in your bedroom to not get the nightstand from the times of old, but to buy the dresser and use that as the nightstand so that it's going to really scale and make you look more successful. Get the larger things. You don't necessarily have to live with the teeny tiny side tables that our grandparents had as a side table for you. You're going to get the big guy and you're going to use it in a different way than grandma used it. Yeah, and it's going to scale with the kind of homes we're building now. Yes. You know, and it's going to scale with the bed that you're going to actually like sleep and fit in. For, for us big and tall so, people. For the big and tall girls. <laughs> <laughs> we like you. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to do, do something large, you know, like surrounding those things, the, the sofa that's going to be larger. Mm-hmm. You can't put a small night nightstand or a small side table on a family room yeah. next to this massive sofa. Yes. Well, and one of the things too, I think Ralph Lauren taught a scale like better than anybody. Mm. I use this example a lot. So kick me if you're tired of me um, talking about it, but he will use a 48 inch round dining table as a side table in a room and that generous scale 
um, is just so overwhelmingly gracious and looks so successful. And so one of the things you're going to do if you are thrifting or looking at antique stores is go look at their dining tables. They might even have like a little 36 inch round kitchen breakfast table with a little marble top. Ding, 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 ding. That is the perfect side (laughs) table for next to your sofa in your living room. So using things in a different way than they originally intended for is going to give you the scale that you need for modern day because our homes are bigger. Everything about our lifestyles are bigger than our grandparents were. Um, And and that's how we're going to make you look successful, just using really big things. So that's fun. You could even find um, like a, a dining table And you could cut the legs off and make a nice size cocktail table. I've noticed from one of our vendors, uh, Mitchell Gold, Bob Williams, they're one of their most successful cocktail tables for us at Alice Lane was their Parsons table. And it is the exact same table as their dining table. It's just a shorter leg length. That's it. Tops are exactly the same. Um, The legs are exactly the same. They're just shorter. And that's when I like had this epiphany that, actually to get the right size coffee table that we need for today's sectional, they need to be the same size as dining tables. That's crazy. Isn't that bananas? Yeah. Yeah, So you can, um, you can obviously buy that long dining table and then have the legs shortened and have a really interesting cocktail table today. So I think just using things out of, out of purpose from what they originally intended. Just think differently about things. Pay attention to their wood grains, pay attention to the surfaces. Um, A lot of those marbles are really interesting and might not be available in quarries today. Suzanne, talk about the pink marble top you just saw. Yeah, my husband and I, we were just out and about. We weren't looking for anything in particular, um, which is also just a good practice. Just go window shopping when you can. Mm -hmm. Just again, expose yourself like Corey was saying, and it's a... You'll stumble upon something that you love, but I sent Jess a picture because I saw this chest and it was so beautiful and it had like intricate carvings. It was a little French piece, but it had this pink marble on the top and I'll for, I don't have a spot for it, but I'll forever dream about that pink marble top chest. Mm-hmm. And uh, hopefully when I need it, it'll still be there. It probably won't be, but it was, it was incredible and it was 700 US dollars, mm-hmm. which is absolutely worth it because it looked like a $3,000 chest. Oh yeah. It looked incredible. And who has pink marble on top of this chest? Those are the pieces that will create, you know, that expensive look you're looking for. It's just Mm -hmm. so interesting Yeah, and one of a kind. And who has a pink marble top chest? Yeah. It's the thing that you talk about. Exactly. And it's marble and it will make you feel successful. And the fact that that marble isn't available in quarries today anymore Mm -hmm. is also really, really interesting, which I think the most successful people are probably pretty interesting characters, right? So I think you need those opinionated things in the mix. It will haunt me. It will haunt (laughs) you. marble top. Yeah. Okay, let's talk about items to splurge on. Where do you think that it's okay to go? Or where where should we tell them that they should just like go all out on? Uh You said that you can probably get away with not splurging on your case goods. Yeah. Um, Um, I don't know. I'm going to say splurge on your art. That's my weakness is again, just obviously we've talked about. It's your strength. Investing. It's my strength, girl. Yeah. Anyway, invest obviously in the things that we sit on. We've talked about that. Mm-hmm. But I think to the stuff at eye level, working at that scale, again, the piece of art that you're going to put over that chest that you got at the thrift store will make that chest. Yeah. Like it will 100% transform that from being something that could look old and tired in the right, in the wrong environment yeah. to looking super stylish and expensive in the right environment because it has a great piece of art hanging over it that kind of, you know, juxtaposes its style a little bit. Mm -hmm. So I would say art, um, 
kind of like the handbag or the shoes exactly. of the outfit is exactly. like really great art. And the lamp too, just the styling, that top layer, uh-huh. I think can make you look really expensive. And we've said this before, mm, um, just I the like scale yeah. of your accessories. You don't have to buy a lot of things, mm-hmm. but buy things well and buy them big. Yeah. So a beautiful tray and a lamp, you know, mm-hmm. walk away. Yeah. <laughs> you know, some really interesting books, you know, those things like will make your space, I f- think, feel finished and the lifestyle will be there when, you know, you're entertaining, you'll feel finished. Yeah. It's, so. I think it's in those pieces that I'm like, I believe you. I do too. I believe you about your lifestyle because I see it in the styling mm-hmm. in that last layer. Um, it doesn't feel phoned in or canned you know, or, or like it's, um, been sitting on a shelf at home goods. It's like a really interesting curated mix of things that have time and interest and like a quality to them that is really interesting. Um, it tells you a lot about who they are in the books that are, that are there on their, in their trays and whatnot. Collections that they have. Like we went to a home that we recently did and she's been collecting these candlesticks and she had this incredible curated collection of crystal candlesticks sitting on her entry table and they were all together. Mm-hmm. That looks so much more successful than going into an entry that has like two candlesticks here and two candlesticks on that other surface. It's not believable, you yeah. know, like be believable in your collections, be believable in your books. That's what's going to make it look expensive. And that's, it's worth the investment. And mm-hmm. like, again, keep looking for those things and collecting those things. Yeah. So. That's great advice. I love that. Um, purchase something you love that resonates with you was another point that we wanted to make. And I think that love comes on, you know, really strong and it makes you more passionate. I think about your home too, like that pink marble piece that you don't even own that you're still so passionate about that. I hope one day will be yours. Yeah. Yeah. It will be mine. Totally. It will be mine. Yeah. And I think that when you see it out in nature, like whenever you stumble upon these pieces, like, I, I don't know if I've had this moment a couple of times where I, ha- where I haven't purchased it from a store or a vendor from my store or a vendor of mine. So I felt like I've had pretty good control over, mm-hmm. over what I'm accumulating right now in my own home. But the few times that I've been in like a vintage shop, there's one in high point when we're there where these, these art dealers are bringing in really incredible stuff from like the 1960s, really opinionated things. They had this painting and when I saw it, I was like, oh my gosh, somebody's (laughs) going to take it. So I was like, between, between where I was and the front desk where I could get somebody to help me, I was so nervous that somebody was going to take my painting. (laughs) And I had just decided in that moment that we had fallen in love and that we needed to be together forever. (laughs) And it was so, I was so passionate and so nervous that we weren't going to have each other because it was true love. Mm -hmm. And so I think that you'll have that moment that you're like, somebody quick, where's the sales clerk? Where's the sales clerk? I can't leave this thing. You know, I have to have you. And so I fight for that piece. Yeah, totally. Totally. I've had that happen a few times where you just know that you have to live together forever and it's really exciting. I don't, I, I can't really tell you other than that, how you'll know that it's right other than you just can't be without it for two seconds, you know? And I think one thing is that you, obviously we're surrounded by design and we're seeing things all the time. So we see everybody's art collection. We see everybody vendors art collection. Mm -hmm. So, but you've, you've seen enough to know that that was yours, right? I think a lot of people are intimidated when they do or overwhelmed when they go to these vintage shops. Cause again, they don't know what to look for. They don't know what looks successful. So 
to that point, surround yourself or just look, Mm -hmm. just be more aware of what's available and what you're drawn to, what your people are in your family are drawn to, Yeah, you know, and you'll be so much more quickened when you do come in contact Mm -hmm. with that pink marble top or with that painting. Mm -hmm. And then, and you'll, you'll love that piece forever. I guarantee you that's something that will always find a home wherever you go. Yeah. It's not something that will like sit on the side of the curb and have a free sign on it. Mm -hmm. That will never happen with that piece (laughs) of art because you love it. Yes. So collect what you love. That's great. I love that. Um, so we have another question. This one comes from, uh, at Heather up and she asks if you're on a limited budget, what are things worth investing in and what should you save on? Mm, this is hard. You all need to know right now that we are designers. And so <laughs> we're going to say, um, we want it all and it's all worth investing <laughs> in. So Heather, this is a really, really hard one for us. Um, a few things that we feel like, I don't know, I, I think certain accessories, if you know what to do and you know how to shop for them, that you're going to be able to probably save some money on purchasing things in really good taste at the right scale. We're always going to say scale is most important because we don't want those surfaces to get too knickknacky. Um, one of my favorite tricks that I'm going to regret telling you about is if you're um, ever anywhere, um, home goods included, I'm specifically speaking about home goods, but this is true for most places. If you go to the crystal aisle, no, don't do this. I'm just telling you, this is what I do, but please don't do it because I still want the crystal aisle to be full of crystal when I go there. They're, they have a crystal section and it's usually nearer to um, the dishes and serving type pieces than it is than it is near the accessories. But they have like crystal bowls, crystal candlesticks, um, crystal bookends, uh, votives, just different little decorative things like that. I think adding transparency to any, um, tablescape or, um, accessorized table or whatnot, not everything can sit so solid and heavy. You need sort of this, this, um, magic in, in the mix. And so we always love adding a little bit of crystal in. So that's always a fun thing to look for. And you can, oh, they also have like obelisks, you know, like something tall and transparent is always really lovely. It feels historic and just architectural and lovely sitting on the surface. You can buy things in good taste without having to spend a ton of money for it. And if you look at certain styling, you can kind of break it down and understand um, the scale of certain things, the amount of things that you need less is usually more. Mm-hmm. And I always think getting something transparent in the mix is really important. A term that you use a lot, like just in the design centers, we're pulling things together. And I think it goes for styling too, Yeah, is if a, if it starts looking too dry, yeah. you need to add that wetness, that transparency, that glass or crystal, mm-hmm. or that's going to bring into a space. So it doesn't look like you know, a thrift store. Yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah, add that crystal. Yeah, that's great. Um, we, uh, let's talk about occasional pieces. Okay. Do you, f- do you feel like they're worth splurging on or do you feel like we should invest in them? I'm going to break it down for a second. An occasional piece is like that small, um, beautiful chair that's maybe sitting by, um, the piano and it's got, it's got an openness to it, like a carved wood frame. So it's not fully upholstered. You can actually see through this little occasional piece. Um, those are like the jewelry in a space or an occasional table is like your side table with probably like long legs. So it's not like 
these things are more like the delicate collection, your occasional <laughs> pieces. Do you feel like people should invest in them or do you feel like they can save on those pieces? I think that comes again to the fact, like if you fall in love with something, yeah, right, then it's worth investing in. I do think that some of those little occasional chairs and things, I think some of those can be bought in some of these kind of a thrift store or whatever, like these iconic frames. Mm-hmm. Again, it's not going to be your five hour set sofa that you're mm-hmm. going to really want to invest in, but it's going to be something that you're going to look at. And so whether you see that at a gallery and you're like, I have to own that piece, you know, and it'll be more expensive or whether you see it at a thrift, thrift store and you're like, I have to own that piece and I just need to get it recovered. Um, I think you can play it either way, but I do think it's the style point. Mm-hmm. I think the occasional piece is where you get all your style points. Yeah. It's the small stuff, right? It is. It's yeah. really the small stuff and it's, it's yeah. the sculptural stuff. It's the statement earring. Yeah. It's the yeah. sculptural stuff that your, um, your husband's not going to understand why you're spending money on something yeah. that you're just going to look at over flanking. You're the just going to take that to the grave with you ladies. You are. Yeah. <laughs> but it's the most fun pieces and it's, it's, those are the collector pieces. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, I do think they're worth investing in. Um, but it just kind of depends on what your style is, where you shop. Mm -hmm. Um, that's going to depend on how much you're going to invest in those pieces. Yeah. And they'll be important to you and they'll be important to the room. That's great. I love that. Well, I hope this helps everybody. Um, I think that you should absolutely live with the things that you love Um, You can be clever about the way that you go about getting them. They all have a story and it's all going to add a great deal of interest and sophistication in making you look successful. See you next time. Hey, thanks for listening. If you like our show, please leave a five-star rating. 